0: Um, But I really was impressed with what he did, and I was seeing people get better, and I was seeing amazing transformations happening, and the importance of that just, I guess, got me.
1: This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Life in Motion. Um, Today, I'm really excited to have Mary Stevenson with us, who is with Zenith Sports Massage. Um, She is a massage therapist, a neurokinetic therapist, a motion code and rock tape specialist. Um, Earlier, or I guess before this podcast, she was nice enough to sort of give me a demo of what she does uh, ahead of time. Um, And from my experience, it wasn't what I thought of when I think of a typical massage. So I think um, any athletes and even uh, people that might not think they're as athletic uh, as they are are going to find some some real value out of this. Um, but anyways, Mary, thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. I really enjoy being here and sharing what I do. I love talking about it. Oh,
1: perfect. <laughs> You're in the right place. Um, but before we get into everything that you do and kind of um, the power and benefits behind it and whatnot, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what your story is, your background.
0: Sure. Yeah, I like to uh, laugh about the personal irony of my life, actually, because I um, was a theater major growing up, that's what I did in high school, through college, I wanted to do stage management and set design, I thought I would work for Cirque du Soleil, Um, and I actually did work on some movies after I graduated uh, with my BA, so I traveled the East Coast doing low-budget films, And I was always that person. Hold on.
1: Can we find anything like on Netflix or anything? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, they did a history channel that aired a while back. Okay. um, And I think you have to have like HBO Go to find the other movies. Okay. Um, It's so cool. I I don't (laughs) have that on my resume. So, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was never the person to like go to the sports game. Um, I kind of considered myself a wuss, you know, kind of the theater nerd. Um, But I was always really in love with dance and movement and gymnastics and you know that sort of movement i guess um so it took a a year of um running around making movies to realize that i was getting burnt out and that i needed to kind of dive back to personal wellness which is a a long trend in my family we're all holistic you know hippie people uh so back to the roots yeah back to the roots um (laughs) And I actually didn't want to go to massage school because my mom is a massage therapist, and I didn't want to be like my mom, I guess. Um, But I came back to Springfield, and uh, my friend who kind of introduced me to the world of neurokinetic therapy and the motion code and body work, um, I just started shadowing him and taking notes for him, and, you know, I was just... Um, didn't have much to do, was waiting for my next film, just kind of figuring it out. Um, But I really was impressed with what he did. And I was seeing people get better. And I was seeing amazing transformations happening. And the importance of that just, I guess, got me, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because having important work, having fulfilling, satisfying work is very important to me. So what really got me was the emotion code that he introduced me to. And I guess my personal family, you know, everyone's family has baggage, right? (laughs) But I was seeing um, because of my family history, there was just some emotional things that were never talked about, you know, and like everyone's so obsessed with like supplements and nutrition, but things weren't necessarily like getting better on all fronts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just found that the emotional portion of that was significant. Um, So I thought, hey, this is something I could get certified in and help people with, you know, in between making movies. I can kind of take it on the road with me, whatever. Um, So I did that for a couple years, and then I found, oh, movement is important too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I was so pushing that, you know, you have to address the emotional aspect as well as the physical aspect but now I'm seeing you have to address the physical aspect as well as the emotional hand hand. so I just I couldn't leave one behind. Um, So I finally begrudgingly went to massage school because I needed that license. Um, But turns out I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot of great stuff. Um, I started doing a lot of sports massage events, (laughs) uh, cycling events and things like that. And really just becoming in awe of the human body, Um, really excited about movement patterns, what you know, trains of movement through the body is. Um, And I guess that kind of got me on the road to where I am. Um, I came back to Springfield after my massage license. And really, the only reason I wanted to do massage was so that I could continue with neurokinetic therapy. Because for me, massage didn't have Enough value without the assessment tool behind it, which is another certification, you know. Um, not to say the massage isn't important, it is, but for my a, personal. Yeah. Personal satisfaction. Um, I needed that ability to assess problems, like I had seen my mentor do it. So I I followed my my neurokinetic training, and that's what I you saw in mm-hmm. the demo where we we tested muscles against each other. We found compensation patterns, and really we're finding the bully, right? We're yeah. saying which muscle is beating up on all the other muscles, <laughs> and let's do something about it. And massage gives us the tools to do something about it. Um, um, so so yeah, I came back to Springfield and, and hit the red tape. You have to wait for your license to be transitioned to another state because I was in California for my schooling. And lo and behold, a wonderful rock climbing gym had opened in my absence. So well, I ran into fate. a friend at Mama Jean's and they said, come on over, I'll get you a pass. Um, and I'd never really rock climbed before. I I don't think I truly believed in myself in the past about my ability to do things (laughs) because I was a theater nerd. You know, I didn't really believe that I could do things. Um, And so that was really uh, transformational, you know, to get into a sport that has a lot of mental grit. It pushes you past your level of comfort. Um, and I really respected that about the sport and I really am in awe of athletes, not just in rock climbing, but really all athletes who have to push past that mental grit. Um, and, you know, kind of learn something about yourself, about fear, about perseverance, about sticking to it. Um, all of those really character building aspects. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that I could keep my hands strong <laughs> by That's rock climbing. That's a very good way to.
1: That's, yeah. <laughs> because I had, I had
0: noticed I'd gained a lot of forearm strength in massage school, and I didn't want to lose that. Um, so, yeah, I started climbing for six months. And by the time I got my license, my uh, husband talked to the owners and was like, hey, don't you think you need a massage therapist <laughs> here? <laughs> And they were like, huh, yeah, we've actually been thinking about that. So I was an obvious fit. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> because I, I knew the world of rock climbing by that point, and I I learned enough of the pains from myself, I knew how to help others with yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of been a beautiful marriage since then, but now my... My practice is a beautiful blend of both emotion code, my roots, um, you know, teaching people to have that mindfulness as well as teaching them about movement and antagonistic training and making sure that they are not just going for their weekly massage or monthly massage, but also learning about the concepts of why they're there mm-hmm. and what they can do in the meantime to help themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to to backtrack just a little bit there, so you, you got your license and everything in California you said. Yeah. Right? And so, and that's where you started doing like the sports events th- yeah. there, kind of as you were doing that?
0: Yeah. They have Napa Valley. Um, I was right there in Sonoma County. So they have tons of cycling events through wine country and, you know, you work on clim- or cyclists who've done 80 miles that day. They did 80 miles yesterday and they're going to do it tomorrow. And they come in and their muscles are just rippling, like, yeah. like twitching, like they have aliens under their skin <laughs> and they're like, okay, fix me. And you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so at that point was that, because it sounds like when you were in California, you are still kind of in that more or less theater mindset, hadn't really gotten into rock climbing until you got moved back to Springfield and that kind yeah. of stuff. So was that more of just um, the best opportunity, like I guess is the reason that you did a lot of sporting events, was that just because that was the best opportunity there? well i guess to to kind of get that extra training and yeah and practice and yeah
0: i was really lucky because my aunt lives in california okay. and so when i decided to you know finally go to massage school i was like okay i need to shake it up so i google um and turns out there's a massage school 10 minutes from her house <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And it's a really great school. You a couch I can crash on. Yeah, yeah. They um the National Holistic Institute of Massage. They I just really like their program. They give you a little bit of East and West, um you know, and kinesiology and anatomy and, uh yeah. So it was just kind of fell into place. And then two weeks later, I was in California going to massage school. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So and yeah, because I I wasn't working. I didn't have a job. You know, I was living with my aunt. Um, and I just soaked it all in anything that they threw at me anything they said hey here's an opening I did it yeah. <laughs> because uh. that's what I'm here for right yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that makes sense and then so then when you moved back here because Zenith has been around for like four or five years
0: uh yeah they had opened while I was gone or maybe just before I left they had they had only been opened like a year when I came came back back. and I had been in massage school about a year. Okay. So, okay. Yeah.
1: So, and then that's when you finally kind of got into the rock climbing and kind of fit naturally into it. And honestly, I didn't really think about about the, (laughs) the, cause I know rock climbers hands are like crazy, crazy strong. Yeah. Um, And obviously, uh, Massus,
0: massage therapist. Massage therapist.
1: Yeah. I, uh, the proper way to say that. Um, <laughs> I have to have strong hands too. So I didn't really think about that as kind of going hand to hand. Yeah, it's um, very serendipitous. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, I guess um, you you kind of touched on uh, emotion code um, before a little bit. How you kind of got started mm. with that, and kind of you mm-hmm. you almost had a need for that on, on a personal side, I guess, mm-hmm. and that's kind of attracted you. So um, I guess working with others. So, and this is kind of just from looking up um, these different, uh, or or kind of looking at your website and stuff like Mm -hmm. that of of what it is. Um, But, and it almost seems like, you know, how kind of these different suppressed emotions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, can affect, I guess, your day-to-day or even activities that you do. Yeah. So I guess my question with that is, you know, when I think of, you know, I guess, you know, rock climbing or mm-hmm. running or walking or hiking or riding a bike or whatever, that those are all, um, for me, you know, I ride my bike and I kind of let everything go and kind yeah. of relieve that stress. But how, but you're saying that even. How does it affect you? How does that affect you? Yeah. <laughs> you're saying that there's still like, I guess, deeper things yeah. that even you're kind of get that immediate stress release, how can I guess. Yeah. Long term. Keep in that suppress long term. How does yeah.
0: that. So I love to do, um, so I, I, I have I've started doing demos with yoga teacher training uh, my friend Emory invites me every time because you know in yoga they talk a lot about mindfulness and so I go in and do a kind of a physical demonstration of what this means um, and really on the most I guess physical level uh, your limbic system your emotional processing part of your brain is like an exclamation point to your nervous system so If you stub your toe and you're angry, it's going to probably hurt more because that limbic system is exploding the nervous system. Okay. But if you stub your toe while you're calm, it'll hurt, but it probably won't hurt as much, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: Reflect back to some instances like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Um, So. You know, and and even, you know, with childbirth, with any kind of, you know, pain, if you do breathing, you know, calm your nervous system, you can actually manage the pain better, right? Okay. So so we know that emotions are, are definitely a part of this, you know. Uh, and your muscles are controlled by your nervous system. Every muscle is getting feedback from your nervous system. So we know that those are you know, intertwined together and that's why we can use neurokinetic therapy to, to retrain muscles because we're retraining the nervous system, right? Um, so, but I like to think of, you know, stress, really affects every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this demo that I do, we will take someone who's maybe having pain or dysfunction or range of motion problems, and we'll just do some movement tests to figure out where they're at. Um, I'll use neurokinetic therapy to assess the problem. So maybe they're having a tight hip, maybe it hurts when they bend forward. Um, and we find, oh, your glute maxes facilitated or not working or oh your psoas is not working. Um, So we know which muscles are involved in this. Mm -hmm. But then we take it a step further and say if there is an emotion involved with this muscular problem, that muscular problem won't go away very easily if it keeps getting triggered by the limbic system. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it's like, sure, we could stretch out this muscle, we could massage it, we could do all these sorts of things, but if we don't deal with the emotional problem behind it, it's probably just going to keep coming back, okay. right? So, these emotional uh, issues are anything that the body hasn't really processed fully. So, say you... Um, are angry (laughs) at someone and maybe you just haven't had time to think about it you had to go on with your day you just kind of shoved it you haven't really had time to think about it um so that emotion hasn't been processed yet it's still bugging you Mm -hmm. Um, maybe there are protective mechanisms you know maybe you're being taken advantage of at work or a relationship but you're so scared of losing that job or that relationship you just don't let it bother you or you don't validate that feeling, kind of that and... red flag, that warning that your emotions are giving you because you're scared of the change that might happen, right? Mm-hmm. So these are all emotions that your nervous system is having to suppress, deal with, shove somewhere <laughs> because of uh, because what's at stake, you know? Um, so in this demo, after we assess the physical problem, the muscular, then we will use the protocol of emotion code um, and use our energy testing. And we will um, pretty much uh, just identify which emotional energy is present. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's um, vulnerable. Maybe it's uh, the feeling of affair, feeling like you're split down the middle between two options. Um, And we just help the person process this by saying it out loud, identifying it, Um, you know, maybe I'll talk a little bit about it to help them redefine it for themselves, Mm -hmm. so they realize it. it's not as scary, you know, that you can validate this feeling, and it doesn't mean your world is going to end, right? Um, So it's just a way to integrate uh, what's happening in the subconscious with the conscious, and then we redo the muscle test, and we say, let's see if this changed anything um, and we go back and we do those same movement tests and lo and behold
1: it's different. they're
0: different um, that muscle's not facilitated anymore and that doesn't mean that there's an emotion behind every muscular dysfunction mm-hmm but a lot of the time, yeah. <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so yeah, depending on, you know, my client's comfort or awareness or their intention, when they come in to me for, for work, uh, you know, maybe I do identify an emotional priority along with the massage, you know, testing that we do. Um, depending on where they're at, but it's really, it's about lifestyle. It's about... How do we get you better, moving better, feeling better, thinking better, uh, not stuck in your ruts anymore? Um, and that really affects just the whole health picture. So that's what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. And it sounds like once you kind of get to that point with, I guess, your, your client um, or whatnot that you're, you're speaking on these specific problems. It's not just like a yeah. generalization, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's more or less
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, I just had um, a friend come in who, you know, has hip pain, sciatic pain. And we, you know, I always ask the health history, you know, what's happened? Have you had anything broken? Are there scars? Uh, Scars are something we should talk about. (laughs) Um, And whenever they say something like, well, it all started when so and so, and I had a fight for the first uh-huh. time. And the next morning, I woke up with this hip pain, and it hasn't gone away since. Okay. When I hear something like that, <laughs> I'm like, "hmm, do you think maybe we should test for emotional priorities here okay. because it kind of came up right at the same time. Um, I saw this when I was working at a uh, Charlotte Health and Neurology um, in their functional medicine program as the, uh, emotional stress person. Um, we would find MS people who they were big high tech corporate, you know CEOs and. The stress of their life, or maybe they lost their job and they didn't know how to find their identity again, and then suddenly they would get an autoimmune disease like MS, or you know something horrible would happen, and we're like, hmm, don't you think we should retrace maybe these big life events and figure out what hasn't been dealt with, you yeah, know, in those? Uh, so the correlation is is really quite strong.
1: That's interesting, kind of th- yeah to think about that in a, in a different way than you think. Then I would typically think about emotions, I guess if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So so you you started that um and then eventually and, and now you kind of do the two hand to hand um with the neurokinetic therapy. Yes. Um and you kind of touched a little bit on that before. Um Um, Sorry, I was thinking about you saying scars (laughs) earlier. Oh, Um, yeah.
0: Scars are a part of it. We look at everything with neurokinetic therapy because so neurokinetic therapy, just in case I haven't made it clear what it is. um, It's a way to test for dysfunction and dysfunction comes from all over the place. So we're really working with the nervous system uh, because the nervous system tells a muscle to work or not work. Okay, Um, And. If one muscle is being overused... For example, um, I think when we did your demo, we were talking about rotation. Mm-hmm. And the muscles that do rotation for you were all facilitated. Um, and we're like, hmm, what are you doing in your daily life yeah. <laughs> that's doing this? And you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm looking over my left shoulder a lot to see what my toddler is doing. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe my computer is on the corner of my desk, right? So this is a, a constant repeated movement that your brain is writing patterns. For mm-hmm. every time you do it, your brain says, Yes, confirmed. Yes, yes. keep doing <laughs> that, right? Uh, <laughs> but in doing so, it shuts down other muscles um, who become forgotten, right? And they're like, Ah, oh, I guess we don't have to do anything. So and so's doing all the work, right? Okay. Um, so so muscularly, we are wanting to rewrite these patterns and say, no, do your job, stop taking over, okay, everyone even out, um, and sometimes we have to do movement, right, follow-up movement to get those rewritten, um, but also scar tissue is, is a huge problem with the nervous system, not only is it structurally sticking to everything, um, binding things together, but the, the polarity of scar tissue uh, is different on an electrical level. So, for example, if, if everything is running positive and then scar tissue is saying, oh, no, I'm negative, yeah. it, it breaks the circuit, right? Um, so all the nerve impulses, all the, you know, electricity that is trying to flow, it comes across scar tissue and says, rerouting, recalculating, let's find another way around, right? Yeah. Um, so that messes everything up. <laughs> so I'm always telling people, you know, if you have surgery, if you have even laparoscopic, you know, even if you have tiny scars or, or broken bones, I don't care if those scars are 40 years old, they have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never addressed them, sure, they can heal on their own, but the body's not great at that. The body's great at compensating and finding the other way around. It's not great at going back to normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, so I want to break in that. So uh, yesterday, actually, um, I was watching a video. It was, it was like a uh, – this is going to sound really weird. Um, so, <laughs> but it was like a science video. Um, yeah. But this guy had um, the scalp of a cadaver, mm. um, which looked super. Or weird in itself, but anyways, he was showing on on the scalp of it where he had a, a head wound, mm. and you could see where the the skull or the the scar was from it.
0: Yeah.
1: And when you flipped it upside down, there's it looked just like the rest of it. But when you held it up to the light, you could see the light shining through where the scar was yeah. on the back side of it. So yeah. it it just kind of showed how kind of weak and sort of different. Yeah. That happens when.
0: Yeah, when I have a great story to enter intermix here so I had a client um, who was shoulder issues you know he was a carpenter so shoulder issues Mm -hmm. kind of come along with things Um, but we had worked on it several times and we just it just kept coming back and we're like hmm what is this and so I, I started asking for a deeper history you know have you had any broken bones in the past you know and when he was like a kid he broke his nose and it was actually a little crooked since then um, so we tested the muscles in his shoulder to his nose where it was broken and everything came back online so
1: so how do you how do you test that for- So uh,
0: yeah so um, I use something called a TL therapy mm-hmm. localization and basically if i'm if I'm testing your arm right I'm putting pressure on your arm asking you to hold uh, say you you can't do it you know it just you know how it felt. Yeah, right. This yeah. is where it gets easier easier showed yeah, than explained, yeah, yeah. right? So I'm so glad we did that demo. <laughs> um so you know what that weakness feels like where you're like, I'm trying to hold it, but it's just not working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and so then I would take my other hand and I would just touch.
1: Just on his nose.
0: Wherever just, yeah, wherever well. I'm TLing. For this case it was the scar tissue on okay. his nose. And so I just touch there. And touching there again, I'm I'm w- touching neuroreceptors, so your brain is aware that I'm touching there. It puts that information into the mix while I'm testing your arm, and suddenly you're like, oh, suddenly it's really easy to hold this. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying now. Like, yeah. you know that yeah. feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we found that, that's how we find connections. Okay. Um, so once we knew that those were connected, we did some scar release on his nose. I might have even used some of my essential oils um, we did. I don't remember what we did, um, but we we did enough work to clear the priority, uh, deactivated that scar tissue, and then his shoulder went back to normal function. Oh, yeah. And again, that was like a forty-year-old injury. And how would he ever suspect that? that? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: and, and to um, kind of going back to the demo, like she said, I kind of uh, understood what she was saying by that. But in, in my case, I was my lower back, and I was, you know, she said, you know, where. Have you know, any pains, whatever, my lower back, and she said, L- "Lay down on the table." You know, when I think of a massage, you think, like, "Okay, lay, lay on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lay on mm-hmm. my stomach. You're gonna massage my back or whatever." Right. So I was like, "Okay, well, this is kind of weird." Um, and then, and then she goes to my feet and kind of did like a heel resistance test, basically for me to. She held up my heels, and I had to push them down, and I, it was kind of weak or whatnot. And literally, um, there was a spot on my rib that she had me kind of touch and did the test again and there was more strength. And then she massaged like maybe a nickel sized area on my, (laughs) on my rib for however long. And then after that, the resistance kind of changed and the same thing with the side to side movement with the spoas, what's it called? This, this, the muscle. Your soas soas. there we go. (laughs) Not a, (laughs) not an anatomy guy, but, um, and yeah, but it's kind of the same thing where you don't think of it being related in that sense.
0: And that's what I always tell people, you know, um, that where it hurts is often not where you need to rub because inhibited muscles, the weak ones are the ones that are tightening up to protect themselves. Um, and yeah, sure, it feels like a tight muscle, but it's only tight because it's weak. Yeah. So if you go and rub that out, it's going to cue that muscle to say, oh, protect more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then we end up feeling worse, um, which, you know, I think many people who are in pain have gone to get a full body Swedish massage and it feels great in the current pressing on it. But then, Later that day, they're like, "Ooh, now I'm seized up," and they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because all those inhibited muscles. You're doing a full body massage. You're rubbing on everything. You're rubbing on both weak and strong muscles. You know, mm, your body not,
1: doesn't really know what to. Think, you're not deciphering. Yeah. You
0: know, so um, it's yeah. So it's it's good for people to start thinking about that way. You know, when they're in pain, they can start kind of deducting for themselves, like, "Huh." maybe I shouldn't rub where it hurts. Maybe I should think outside the box and maybe think about what movement I've been doing a lot of. You know, it doesn't hurt there, but I've been working that muscle a lot. Hmm, like, and often when you go to press on it, they're like, oh yeah, now yeah, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you didn't know it was a problem until I pressed on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and that, yeah, and that's kind of interesting. Like you said, it's um, it's, it makes a lot more sense to anybody that's listening, you know, as actually I guess having it done on you or whatnot um and kind of um you know you called it 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 seems it's it's not it's not a party trick or anything like that (laughs) when 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 you're doing it because it's just it it kind of works out but um is and so with that kind of after our session too um you put on um rock tape um which I know you listed on there as a rock tape specialist um it's sort of like the, I guess, the width or whatnot of like a piece of duct tape, at least the the one yeah. that you used on me. But, and it, she just kind of taped it on my back. What...
0: Is it doing? Yeah, what is it
1: doing <laughs> kind of, what, how does it help, um, I guess, both preventative and I guess during... Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: so I like to use rock tape as training wheels. So after we do a session and we maybe fix the compensation patterns, They're fixed for now, but if you keep doing the improper movement, it could come back, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to gain strength in your new pattern. Um, So the rock tape works proprioceptively, meaning with the nervous system. Uh, (laughs) So so again, like if you've ever had a personal trainer and you're doing squats and they're like, fire your quads, fire your quads, and they start slapping or poking your quads, they're cueing your muscle. And suddenly it's easier for you to find that contraction because they're poking on it, right? Um, So the tape is like that. It's on your skin. Your brain is aware of that area because of the proprioception. Um, and now that weak muscle that we just brought back online has a cue. It has help reminding it to come back online. Um, so when you go back and do regular movement, uh, your j- brain has just better access, right? Yeah, yeah. To that area of your body. Um, but it also does a couple other things. Uh, t- the So rock tape is just another brand of kinesiology tape some people use kt tape um but if you look at the sticky part it has little streaks where it's sticky not sticky sticky not sticky and so when because it's stretchy like cotton tape um when you stick it on the skin it allows movement Mm -hmm. because it's stretchy but it also takes that little space in between the sticky strips and that elasticity is going to lift those together. And so you're you're decompressing fascial sure. layers. You're making a little bit of space by lifting the skin up, which is going to bring more blood flow, oxygen, nutrients. So if you have like a trigger point or something, that's going to decompress the trigger point. Um, or if you have nerve in, nerve pain, uh, you're going to help lift up the the nerve to help decompress it. Um, I use it a lot on bruising, you know, get more blood flow in there, lift out the bruise, uh, the swelling, edema. I've used it a lot for ankle sprains. So it just kind of helps facilitate faster healing um, as well as the coordination of the nervous system. So I had um, one friend who had sprained her ankle really bad right before her hike through Canada oh. like they were hiking for like a month like backpacking, you know, and I was like dear God Please bring this tape with you. Yeah, <laughs> and so she taped her ankle under her boot, um, In the way that I showed her and by golly she got through it <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I mean it's just a great tool if you want to prevent an ankle sprain, you know Or if you know you've had an injury, you know that area of your body is weak. Why don't you wrap it up tape it up? um to help support it, you know, mm-hmm. without being stiff. It's not like medical tape, um, to, yeah, to just keep yourself from getting more hurt. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's always a good thing yeah. to try to do. Um, <laughs> no. And, and yeah, it's, 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 yeah, like you said, it's very flexible and, and whatnot. Um, and it's cool. That you can use it both, I guess, preventatively mm-hmm. and then after the fact mm-hmm. as well. Um, but going into that, um, I guess what is—I'm um, sure you've seen a lot of different uh, different clients come through or whatnot um, that have might have had some strange pain, sort of like the nose mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. the shoulder. Yeah. But what are some like kind of unique or other unique symptoms, or I guess your yeah. I don't cool know. Stories. Favorite stories. <laughs> cool stories is like the right word to do it, but something that's kind of like wow, like that.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. This is not a. This first story is not an insane wow story, but I think it's a really good example of how you can help yourself. Um, I had a rock climber who had really bad arm pain, like up into the elbows, you know, the wrists, the forearms, pretty classic for a rock climber, um, pretty devout rock climber. uh, But this pain had been there for a while, (laughs) you know, and he just hadn't I don't know, it just kept getting worse. Um, It got to the point where he couldn't lift up his his daughter comfortably. You know, when you go to lift a kid up, you know, the strain on his elbows was just insane. He couldn't do it. So, I mean, think about how much quality of life this is affecting now. You know, when you can't bond with your daughter how you want to. Um, So we worked and um, had several sessions with him just – unwinding the layers of you know what is compensated for what but i think the real difference was i showed him what antagonistic training was i reminded him of all the things that he knew in his head was good for him but he didn't have the conviction to do mm-hmm. religiously yeah. you know um, so like for example with rock climbers we we do a rice bucket where you stick your hands in the bottom and you roll your wrists mm-hmm. around you pull your fingers out and it works your extensors and all of your you know wrist and finger muscles um, and so once he became religious with his training and doing the right things his arm pain Went away. He went up like another level in you know his climbing routes. He can pick up his daughter. I mean, just everything is so much better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it sound like a fairly simple change, I guess.
0: Right. I mean, you know? we didn't. Yeah. I mean. We did a lot of manual therapy, stripping through things, kind of catching up. But I think the big thing for him was the routine that he went forward with, the lifestyle change that he made for himself, um, just being more aware. And so that's still one of my favorite stories because, you know, people think that you're going to go into someone and they're going to fix you. And yeah, that might be true, but you're fixing yourself, (laughs) you know, and you hold the power. And if you don't do it, Uh, you know, no one can do it for you. Like, I can't make you do a rice bucket every day, you know? (laughs) I can't move your body for (laughs) you. Um, So that's what I I really love reminding people about is that, you know, I'm here to help you, but you're here to help you too. Yeah,
1: like like a teacher almost, you know? Yeah. You got to do your homework after you...
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was one of my favorite stories. Um, As far as, like you know, I was thinking about emotion code stories as well, and this is not going to sound like a happy ending, but I think it's really important. Um, I've had several clients, (laughs) I'm going to start getting a reputation for this, but (laughs) I've had several clients who, they come to me, you know, for emotional coaching because they're stuck Mm -hmm. Um, they're stuck in their marriage they're stuck in their life they have not been honoring themselves you know and we do the work and we figure out what's what their true heart is telling them and we we figure out you know um, just how they can be more in tune with themselves and many of them have ended up going through with divorces or you know like making huge life changes that were so in the works, Mm -hmm. but they were scared to move forward with their life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I think we always ask ourselves, you know, okay, there's many solutions to this, you know, is is counseling the solution? Is there a way you can, you know, work better with your partner? Is there, you know, or is this really just an abusive, bad relationship and it would be better to leave, you know? So, I don't want people to think I'm ever giving advice to my clients because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never p- tell people, oh, you need a divorce. I would never do that. But by the time they get in tune with their own feelings and honoring their own honesty, they come to the realization, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what I've needed to do for a long time. So even though that doesn't sound like a win-win <laughs> story, it. I think it really, it's a personal win because these people are able to get unstuck Mm -hmm. and get to a safer and healthier environment where they can start living their lives again the way they're meant to, you know? So I'm always really, really rewarded by stories like that, Um, even though, you know, they may not seem like a positive ending. uh, It really is. (laughs) And and it's,
1: and no, I, I, of course, understand what you mean by not a positive ending, but, um... You know it's you know obviously it's good for that person and you know whoever they're with but i'm sure there's also uh, more or less a ripple where it also mm. positively affects the people mm-hmm. that are close to them in their day-to-day lives and yeah. everything like that so yeah um
0: yeah i truly believe if we do what's best for us it's the best thing for everyone else too yeah you know
1: because then you're more you care about you know the other people around you more and then everything like that kind of trickles yeah yeah um I mean, those were two good stories. Any other ones?
0: Or? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me think here. Uh, let me think of more NKT stories. Um, because it, uh, that's the other reason I love about my work. I feel like I'm surprised every single day. Like every day someone comes in with me new, with a new problem, and I'm like, where is this coming from? And we find out. I'm like, really? That was it? <laughs> so, I mean, I've had people's like – eyes be the problem, where maybe they have eye strain. Um, we also have emotional memory tied to our eyes. Uh, so we'll, we'll start testing and realize that when they look up to the left, everything blows out in their body. Or, or jaw tension. That's a huge one. Okay. If you're a biter, a clincher, suddenly every muscle in your body is globally affected by when you clench your jaw you know so sometimes we'll get the q-tip out and we'll do a tiny little massage on your eye muscle or we'll get the glove out and go inside your mouth and and you know, massage the masseters and the pterygoids. And so people are always surprised. They're like, okay, I came in for a back (laughs) problem and you're going where? (laughs) And I'm like, yes, that is what we're doing and roll with it, please. Trust me,
1: it's going to work.
0: I I just feel like every day is a fun adventure when you get out of the box and you start looking at the whole picture for what it is. um, And... Yeah. Oh, I, I, this is one story I love as far as quality of life goes. Um, this, this isn't like a crazy TL or anything, but I had, uh, a lady come in who, you know, is getting older and she had just kind of, she thinks old age is the problem. I hate when people say this. Oh, I'm just old. Psh old age is a myth and I hate it (laughs) because I see old people at the climbing gym rocking up the rock wall and they're 70 years old and like it's what you do right it's what you allow yourself to succumb to um granted some people run into real problems and it's difficult right a
1: lot of it is mindset yeah a lot of
0: it is mindset um but genetics obviously are real um Anyway, so she, um, you know, likes to be active, tries to be active, tries to do yoga, but can't lay flat on her back. She needs a pillow, head support, because her shoulders are starting to be a little hunched. Oh, okay. You know, her neck isn't supported in this position. Her, her spine isn't straight. Um, so she can't do yoga, you know, how everyone else does. She has to adjust. Um, anyway, so we start working together. And we start working on posture and, you know, uh, she actually did have a scar from a surgery down the front of her chest, okay. like down her sternum. So that was one of the first things that we addressed because that scar tissue structurally will pull the shoulders yeah. forward, right? Um, so we addressed some things like that. And within a few sessions, the next time she comes in and she lays on the table, I said, would you like a pillow for your head? And she was like, No. No, I don't today. Really? And I was like, hooray, this (laughs) is awesome. And ever since then, she can do yoga or just lie in her bed at night, you know, and not need the same neck support that she once did. Um, And so I find that just a huge success story because it not only improved her quality of life, but also showed her... It's not just old age. You don't have to be this way, you know. And she had really consigned herself, so I think her life has really opened up to a new level of hope. Of like, what else can I do? Yeah, what else can I fix? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And since then, she's just made remarkable progress in other areas of her life too. So, really proud. That's awesome. No, that
1: totally makes sense. And yeah, kind of once you flip that switch of hey. Uh, it's not the old age like like you said she kind of thinks about everything probably a little bit different now and yeah kind of more more hopeful so it sounds like basically really that's the whole i guess your whole i guess mission and reason of doing this is mainly just
0: yeah i think the body is so mysterious it's so weird like when i started (laughs) taking all of the classes that i'm taking i'm like really that's a thing Like, I just want to shout it to the world. Every time I learn something new, I'm like, hey, everyone, did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know how it changed my life. You know, for example, just thinking about scars, like, oh, they can do that? Yeah. Well, well, crap. Everyone has scars. Like, you know, so I just think that when we don't know, when we don't have the knowledge is power, right, then we just start Consigning ourselves and we Mm -hmm. just start making excuses and we just lose hope But once we really appreciate how weird the body is and how everything is connected Then we're like, oh, I don't have to be afraid of my pain. I don't have to be afraid of my symptoms I understand that this is just something weird. I'm going through and I don't understand yet But I bet I can find answers. Yeah, and that's how I want everyone to approach themselves.
1: That's awesome. And then I guess to that, it sounds like, I guess, and I know this is like a hard question because there's no simple, oh, yeah, this is your problem. You kind of (laughs) broadly tell everybody. But I guess like advice for, you know, athletes or really anybody that might be experiencing these problems, I guess what – is there any advice that you can tell them as far as to maybe that could help them recognize that it might be something else that – is causing the issue rather than just the knee itself, for example, or um, even you know some signs that hey maybe it's a it is a good time to see somebody like you um, mm-hmm. or or you if they're in an the area. Um, mm. But um, is is there like a a tell or something, some kind of a, sort of advice?
0: Mm, yeah, that is a big question, I isn't know, it? Right, because right? <laughs> so, it's always
1: everybody specific, you know. Yeah.
0: So uh, I guess a couple first immediate thoughts to that um, is, you know, if so, if you're having like a an injury type pain, like it's obviously musculoskeletal, you know, it feels like a tweak in your muscle or a a pain when you move, you know. Uh, if you have rock tape or KT tape and you don't want to go see someone like me, you know, you can just start taping stuff. (laughs) You know, tape the area of pain, tape around the pain, tape the opposite of the movement of the pain, you know, and because rock tape works immediately. So if you get on the right thing, you will know. (laughs) You might not get on the right thing the first time because you have no idea what you're doing and you're guessing, but um, you have that, that ability to experiment, right? Yeah. Um. So my opportunity is, I mean, my advice is, don't be scared. Start taping. You okay. know, some people think, I mean, tape is a little bit of expensive, so some people don't like to experiment with their tape. But the more you experiment, the better intuition you get. Mm-hmm. The less you have to use in the future. You know, it's it's just like a skill, like anything else. You just have to practice. Um. And that takes tape. Yeah. So. Like, if you're stuck in the woods and you hurt yourself and you have tape, at least you can do something, something. for yeah. yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom, she had horrible scapula pain. Uh, I don't know what she did. Slept in a wrong gardening. Who knows? Um, and I didn't have time to work on her, but I was like, here, let me tape you. So I taped her up, and she's like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you're welcome." And I was like, "Leave that on, you know, four or five days." Um, and so she was like, "You know, wears it for a while." She's like, "Well, I get, I guess I'm better now." She takes the tape off immediately. It starts hurting again. Really? <laughs> and she's like. Oh man, and she's like I didn't know how much it was helping until I took it off. Oh, really? Um so <laughs> that's uh that was a, an eye-opening moment for her. Um but yeah, you can definitely do a lot with tape. Uh but also you know, if I mean, really the best thing is go get it looked at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to someone who does neurokinetic therapy, you're going to have more answers. Um they can actually assess it so that you know how you should work on it at home you know okay yeah what you should strengthen and and whatnot um and for things that aren't myoskeletal you know some people have like indigestion or you know something organ related and and their doctors kind of like give them nondescript answers and they're still in stuck in their spot and a lot of people end up coming to see me after they see all their doctors and they're like I'm still not fixed, uh, and then we start looking. Well, our muscles involved in this, our emotions involved in involved in this. Yeah. You know, let's start looking at the other factors that no one has guessed at yet, um, and oftentimes we can find an answer there. So, um, I don't know if I answered the question no, all the way. Experiment, <laughs> kind
1: of, experiment, um, kind of with, with the. It sounds like you can experiment a lot with the tape itself, um, but most importantly. Um, to kind of see somebody that can knows how different things can relate yeah. and has experience that way. Yeah,
0: and don't wait. You know, it's amazing how much time goes by. Like, I've had people like come in and they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess I've had this problem for six months." <laughs> I'm like, "It took you Excuse six <laughs> months to get to get tired of it," you know? And and really, because we're so good at compensating, we just get used to it. Yeah, we get used to our pain. We get a threshold. Um, and, you know, there's good reasons for it. We're all broke. Sure, yeah. it's <laughs> it's not fun to go pay for body work. Um, but, you know, when we think about the longer it goes on, what's the ripple effect? You yeah. know, what else is it affecting? Um, and so it's way better to just be aware. Uh, I love it when my clients walk in and they're like, okay, when I move like this, I notice this. Okay. Because that gives me a very detailed... Uh, information, Mm -hmm. and then also gives us something to test against, you know, say, okay, let's return to that range of motion. And does it still hurt when you do that? So we, we, I love to track our progress as we go to make sure we're on the right road. Um, So the more body aware that my clients are, the better therapists can help them because they actually pay attention to what they're feeling instead of just ignoring it, Yeah, you know?
1: that makes sense. Um, So, I guess finally um kind of as as we wrap things up where can people find you online um I guess you know as far as you know whether it's you know the Zenith Sports Massage or um, I know there's some kind of tidbits on your website a little bit mm-hmm. more about these different things. Um, anyways, yeah, where can people um, find you, online?
0: you can just Google Zenith Sports Massage. My Google business will pop right up. Um, if you're a climber, the Zenith Climbing website has a massage tab that will show you my services and link you to my website. Uh, you can book online through Massage Book. Um, I really like the platform. They've made it really yeah. easy compared to some other <laughs> platforms. Uh, so it's massagebook.com slash biz slash Zenith. Um, but I think it's way easier to just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's easy enough. Well, guys, definitely check it out. Cause, um, like I said, some of it sounds kind of, might sound kind of strange, I guess, just hearing it. But, um, like, like she mentioned before, um, she did do the demo for me and it's, um, It kind of makes sense when you're actually the one that's, I guess, that's uh, being done to or whatnot. But um, anyways, Mary, I want to thank you again for being on today's podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun today. (laughs)
1: You're welcome. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.